Yo, what's going on? It is 1 p.m. here in Crystal Lake, Illinois. It means it's time for another live stream. Today is Wednesday, December 27th, 2023. Today is going to be, I, I, you know what? I should have said it like this. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Because today is going to be basically a Friday for us here in the live stream, right? Because this is the first but also the last live stream of this week. It also happens to be the last live stream of the year because we just had Christmas earlier this week, took some time off to spend and celebrate with my family. We'll do one live stream today, and that'll be the only one for the rest of this week, because then it'll be New Year's Eve. I'm gonna go see my sister and her family. Um, and then I'm gonna spend some family time after that. So I won't see you guys again until, I think uh, almost the end of the first week in January. So just giving you guys a little bit of a heads up. So I want to say Merry Christmas to all of you guys and a Happy New Year um, before I forget to say it. I'm sure I'll say it again, but if I forget, we got that taken care of. All right, before we get any further, we do have a package from Tier today. But before we get to that, let's say hi to everyone listening in the audio-only version of the podcast. You guys haven't heard from me in a while either, but hopefully you're getting some miles that you want to run. I hope you don't feel pressured to run this time of year. But if you want to run some and you got this on, I hope you're having a good run out there. Maybe you need it for a little of, uh, depending on how much family you got in town. Because even if you love your family, it's good to get away for a minute, have some me time. Hopefully you're getting that right now. Or maybe you're driving. For me, an ideal situation a lot of times is when it's a long car trip, everyone falls asleep, then it's podcast time. So I'm hoping for a nice sleepy car full of passengers so you can listen to your favorite podcasts without anyone giving you a hard time so that's what i wish for you guys uh and for everyone watching this later but not live who knows what time you're watching this but whenever it is you're listening to the number one running live stream to listen to as you're getting ready for the new year maybe you're wrapping up 2023 maybe you're looking forward to 2024 either way welcome to you guys all right let's see who we got here in the chat fart butts is here <laughs> And Fart Putt says, Merry Christmas, everyone, and Happy New Year, too. I love it. I love it. Um, and Cobalt Blue says something that a lot of people say. Cobalt Blue says, I used to think that the brand was said as individual letters, T-Y-R. Yeah, I've asked them many times because I didn't, I never thought it was T-Y-R. But I did ask them two times. And because uh, I didn't know if it was tire or tear, um, but it's tear. Uh, I think there's a Norse god that is named Tyr, and that's what it comes from. Uh, they do a lot of stuff in the pool, swimming-wise. They do a lot of stuff in the gym, and they've been in the run space for longer than I realized. And so uh, I've met them. I've I've uh, I've had meetings with them before virtually, but this is my first time meeting with them uh, in person when I saw them at TRE this year. And um, yeah, so I'm excited to see what's in the box. All right, let's see what else we got here. We got Calvin Huang says, my wife got me a retro game emulator console for Christmas. Been playing Pokemon and the nostalgia feels so good. Oh, that's nice. You know what? There's really only like a handful of games that I'd really want to go back and play, I think. Because I, I never played the Pokemon games um, growing up. I think I was not quite the right age. I was a little bit on the old side for that. But games that give me would give me real nostalgia other than playing like GoldenEye or something like that. And I did see on Netflix has games now too, which I think is interesting. There were some of the old GTA games that would definitely um, 
you know, scratch the nostalgia itch for me. But if there are a way to play Super Puzzle Fighter 2, does anyone remember that game? I feel like there was only like three people in the world that played Super Puzzle Fighter 2, and I was friends with all of them, and we kind of lived near each other during college. And we all kind of like lost a semester to that game. That was a good one. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Geyer says, Yo, what's going on? Merry Christmas and soon to be Happy New Year. Glad I can make the last live stream since I'm off work today. I'm normally an audio-only listener. Well, welcome, Jonathan. Glad to have you here today. Awesome. And, and let's see. Attacks, attack, Akatsuki says, I'm developing my own, my own Pokemon game on my spare time. Since you can grab the coat, you can. Oh, interesting. Fartbutt says, I enjoy Super Puzzle Fighter 2. That was a fun game. It was really hard because I'm a little colorblind, but man, that game was just like visual craziness all the time, and I just loved it. As far as I know, the only way you can play it is if you have the old game disc and a PlayStation 2. Like, I've never seen it like on an emulator, you know? Not that I really looked hard, but I'm just saying. Mark Peterson says, I lost this semester to ro Robot Unicorn Attack in college. I never even heard of that one. Interesting. Ku Vang knows what Super Puzzle Fighter is. He says, that was dope. I didn't even know there was like, was there a Super Puzzle Fighter 1? Or was it just that it was based off of Street Fighter 2? So a Super Puzzle Fighter 2? I don't know. I don't know. That game was good. It was kind of like Tetris, kind of like Dr. Mario, and then just like, just everything was amped up. You know? It was good. The Mustache Runner says, What's up, everyone? 2023 was great. I start training for London next month. Ooh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. It's, uh, how many how many weeks is it till, till London? London's, London is like April something, right? End of April. So it's like kind of like four months. That sounds about right to start training. Shannon's here. She says, hello, my beautiful people. Quoting Hella. Nice. And Capricornian1 says, I got the Socrates uh, Endorphin Pro 3 for Christmas. Already for my first half marathon in February. Well, good luck for that race. I feel like that's a really good choice for that one. Um, I was actually just looking at the Endorphin Pro 3 uh, this morning because I'm going to be comparing it to a shoe review that I do in the beginning of the year. And um, what's it? the shoe started out at $225, uh, which I felt like was a bargain for what that shoe offers. But now the shoe is still on sale for $225. I kind of felt like, well, why isn't that shoe on sale at this point? I, th I think the Endorphin Pro 4 might be coming, and not soon, but in a couple of months. But it's been out for over a year, and I'm like, oh, it should be nice. Be nice if that was on discount now. But even at two twenty five, I still think it's a great, great price for that shoe. It's always right here, right above my head. I keep it close. That's, I mean, there are some shoes that I like to keep close, but the the proximity doesn't really mean all that much. Just so you guys know. Um, all right, Eric says he's got six weeks until the Black Canyon one hundred, and I'm a little pumped for it. Ooh, that's exciting, Eric. Um, yeah, I think we'll be heading out. I think our family is going to be heading out that way. I don't know. I don't know. Not in six weeks. Oh, actually, it might be kind of close to that. But I think we might be a little bit ahead of that time. What if we're actually in town for Black Canyon weekend? That would be wild. Um, we're thinking about my in-laws this year, instead of spending some of the winter in Florida, this year they're going to try Arizona. 
So we're going to be heading out there at some point. I'm not sure exactly when. I don't know if we've booked it or not yet, but we'll be out there at some point. And Calvin says, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 is on a bunch of platforms. It is? Don't tell me that. Like, if you could get it on a phone, I'd be over. There would be, like, no more. There would be no more live streams. There would be no more videos. I would just be lost to it. Oh, man. Terrence says, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 is available on PC and Steam. Oh. Mm, And Calvin says, my retro console has Super Puzzle Fighter 2. Did that many people play it that there's actually a demand for it? I thought it was just this obscure game that no one had ever heard of. Oh, all right. That's bad news for me. I'm just going to pretend I didn't know about that. All right. Um, Cosmic Pineapple Michael says, good news. My mom got me a custom Houston Marathon cotton t-shirt for Christmas. Bad news. She wants me to wear it for the race. <laughs> tell, tell her you'll put it, you'll put it in your, your check bag and you'll put it on as soon as you're done with the race. So that way you'll wear it with your metal. You know, you want to have a nice, warm, dry layer for after you're done with the run. So then that's what you, that's, that, that could be it, you know? I mean, some people are running in cotton these days. Jeff Dengate's like leading the charge. And uh, Thomas, I believe in the run, is also enjoying that. I'm just not a huge fan of the cotton tees. I don't know. Mm. All right, let's see who else we got in here. We've got... Danbury said, I thought Black Canyon is in Colorado. No, it's in it's in, it's in the uh what are the McDonald or the McDouglas mountain ranges just north of Phoenix, right? Yeah. That's what I thought. Mm. Shannon says, Co, great workout today. I have that workout next Wednesday, but with one mile recovery. Is this another sage suggestion? Hansen is where it's at. Um yeah, so today's workout uh, was kind of a long run, my last kind of long run for this training block. It was uh, two times 5K at a half marathon effort, um, about 13 and a half miles total. Uh, Sage and I have been talking about it through comments uh, on Instagram. And uh, I kind of was like, he was like, hey, I don't know what you have planned, but you might want to do like XYZ. And I was like, Oh no, Sage had commented. He's like, you know what? Now is actually a really good time for you to do your favorite workout if you want, which I thought was nice. Uh, but I was like, well, here's the plan. Here's what I was going to do. I was going to do this two times 5K, another set of 800s, and then the, in a different workout. And then um, then I'll do my six by six minutes. And he's like, oh, that looks good. I was like, okay, cool. So like we, we talked about it a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's more just these law I like to use long runs as opportunities to really dial in and just make sure I know what the correct race effort feels like um and also to kind of validate is what I think my race pace something that I can hold and so that's what I did two times 5k uh it was a long recovery maybe like a mile and a quarter almost a mile and a half almost a mile and a half recovery uh, but that's just because of the loop that I'm doing. Um, if I make the recovery any shorter, then I'll run like either too much. There's a re- there's a little bit of a hilly part. There's like a one mile hilly section, and I just 
try not to do too much work in there, especially since I'm training for a relatively flat half marathon. So that's why the the recovery is a little long. But I hit the, you know, I felt like those were manageable efforts. So I felt like the intensity was correct and the times ended up being pretty good underneath 630 per mile. So I'm feeling good about it. A mile recovery though, I think is a good amount. It's probably even longer than it needs to be, but it's also part of a long run. So it's like, if it's a little long, I didn't really care all that much, but yeah. So that's where that is. I don't know if that's like a Hanson style workout. Maybe it is. Um, but I'm just trying to figure what my, in making that workout, I was kind of like, well, the Jack Daniels marathon workout would be like, you know, long run with 10 miles at marathon effort in the middle, or maybe like five miles, a little bit of recovery and another five miles at marathon effort. Although Jack Daniels would make that recovery instead of it being recovery, it'd be a threshold mile in the middle there. But then, uh, so I was like, how do I translate that to the half marathon? 10 miles at half marathon effort certainly isn't the right move. It's too hard. Um, so I was like, well, maybe two times 5K. I have a loop that I like. It would work out well. It's slightly rolly, net downhill, uh, which I like. Good for the self-esteem. So I thought I would do that. So that's where that came from. All right. Um, let's see. Mm, all right, Calvin Huang has an actual running question. When's the last time you've done fartleks? Are they Betty for for any specific race distance? I do them at the beginning of every training block. So, like, you know, I, we were just talking about the six by six minutes workout that I like to do. Like week one of a training block, I don't go into like six by six minutes. I do like a three minutes on, one minute off. I might do that as kind of like a just get the body used to moving faster again kind of workout um and then i might do like you know 10 times that and it's not a super hard effort just a faster effort um so that might be like the first kind of like nine day cycle is a couple of fart legs for the workouts and then eventually that builds into six by six and that's the bulk of kind of like the first half of a training block and then the last half of a training block is like honing in on marathon specific or race specific paces you know uh, Rye Village says, Hey, go. Have you seen the Tobo Spectre 2 3530 or uh, of pure branded P backs? If you like the Cyclone, this should be spectacular. Yeah, I, get, I got a chance to preview it at uh, TRE this year. They were really excited about it because they were like, We know you like the Cyclone 2. We think you're really going to like the Spectre 2 because we basically took the same thing but put it into our longer distance training shoe. So I like the idea. I never got to test the Spectre 1 which was interesting, but the Spectre one was uh, a PBAX insert placed inside an EVA carrier. So those uh, sometimes those are great, sometimes they're not. And I didn't test it either way, but I did like the Cyclone 2. So I'm hoping for that, like, all right, they've got the Cyclone 2 as your workout shoe, a longer run trainer, um, like tempo, another, a different kind of tempo shoe in uh, the Spectre 2, does this mean that you know in the next year they'll have a racing shoe? I don't I don't know that they need one right away. I feel like they should just like really work on getting that Cyclone two or Cyclone three or whatever comes out next, and the Spectre two on more people's feet because I feel like those are really good shoes. But I'm excited. I don't know when I'll, it'll come out, but I'm in pretty close. I say I have good communications with Topo, so 
Uh, and I'm, you know, those are, I like, I like the team over there. I think they're doing good work. Um, so I'm, ex I'm excited. I'm rooting for them. Mm. Mm, speaking of cotton teas, Eric Vaj says the tracksmith gray boy is hundred percent cotton, but I weirdly enjoy it. He says also, maybe it does have some other material. I can't remember. But do you run in the Tracksmith Gray Boy? I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever had a Tracksmith Gray Boy. Like just their cotton tea. Hmm. Um, and Fartbutt says, for the Houston, Houston have, I can't decide what shoe to wear. New Balance Fuel Cell or Metaspeed Sky. Um, I'm assuming you mean like the SC Elite um, from the New Balance Fuel Cell SC Elite uh version three or the metaspeed sky plus i mean i like i really like running in the metaspeed sky plus i don't i haven't run in a lot in it recently because i just i finished testing it a long time ago and there hasn't been an update but last week i had a hard workout and i was like i don't know if i can do it so i busted the, my pair out i haven't run in them i don't think i'd run in them since tokyo i think maybe i'd done one other workout in them at some point um but yeah i love that shoe I think it's a little harder to run in. Um, the SC Elite version three is a lot more forgiving. So I think it kind of depends on what you want like deep into the race. For me, deep into a race, I want a shoe to feel like it's still working for me. Um, so I tend to like more aggressive shoes. Uh, other people, they feel like, you know, as they get fatigued, their foot strike starts to um, get a little sloppy. So they want something that's a little bit more forgiving. So I feel like that's how I would choose for you. Also, I think it matters if you're doing the full or the half. If you're doing the half, I'd be more inclined to just you know, go with the Metaspeed Sky. It's a faster shoe, a more aggressive shoe. Um, and it's a half marathon, so not as much time on feet. But if you're doing the full, then some of that comfort at the end of the race um, may make a bigger difference. All right, Mana Runs, what's going on? It says... Yo, what's going on? Co, I just watched your top max cushion for the year. You mentioned the Triumphs seem like they're shifting from max cushion to daily trainer. Where would the 19s fall on that scale? Oh, I'm trying to think. Is the 19 the one where it looked real bubbly? Um, I think it is. The 19s are, I felt like they were a little bit, there was just more squishiness to it. I feel like the 21, or I have the RFG, so it's actually more like the 20, but the 20, I feel like, was it the, I think the 19 started that shift. Maybe it was the 18 that was still bubbly. The 17 was definitely really bubbly. It almost looked like, you know, when you squeeze Play-Doh, I felt like that's what the 17 outsole looked like, uh, midsole looked like. I think 18 looked that way too. 19, I feel like, was that where it started the transition? I'm trying to think. I don't think I have old Triumphs here in the house. But I think that's it. But I don't know. It just seems to be get it's like it's the main thing for me is one i'm seeing a lot of uh people running in the triumph as a daily trainer um even some people doing like not workouts but fart like type stuff in them and i'm also noticing that like the triumph is just really nice for strides and so i just feel like this is getting tuned a little bit differently than it could be given the foam so i don't know I don't know. I'll have to see when the next one comes out, I think. Oh, the next one's going to have Peepa in it. Oh, am I supposed to say that? I don't know. I never met with Saucony. 
So I don't know. Next one's going to be real different, I think. Unless it's like a, is it going to be a variant? I'm not sure. Next one's going to change a lot anyway. So everything I just said about the Triumph could go out the window, depending on what they actually put in it for the next year. Uchi Run says, Philly Bowden doing the full marathon Houston potential cross collab. Uh, yeah, I have some uh, interesting news for you on that. Um, Tommy and I already have interviewed her leading into the Houston. She's doing the full. So that should be coming out on Relay. Uh, I'm not sure when. First, I have to edit it, and then we have to figure out what we're putting it in the schedule. So that's coming. Uh, so we'll be talking about her like to her like as a, both as a pro, someone that's trying to make an Olympic team, and also as an influencer too. That's what the segment that Tommy and I do over there on Relay is. Um, and then you know they'll be in the same city, so I, I doubt that she's going to want to like do a bunch of stuff. But you know, we'll see. Um, I'm I don't I know Daniel's going to be there too, and filming some stuff. I don't know if he got media credentials or not. Um, but I really just feel like Dan should just follow her around and vlog the whole, like going at the technical meeting, just like everything, you know, even if he's not quote unquote allowed, just go, you know, mm, but who knows? I'm sure they have, I know, I know that they have a lot planned probably already. I don't know, but I'm assuming. Hmm. All right, Nataku says, Hey, Co, I noticed that the Houston half has a world athletic label for 2024, but the Houston full doesn't. What do you think happened? I have no idea. Mm, anything I would say would just be speculation. So I have no, I don't know. All right, let me scroll down. I'm way behind you guys uh, in, the, in the chat. But not Oscar says, is it box time? I think it's box time. All right. Uh... I'm not sure what this is going to be. It's a big box. Is there two shoes in here? Or is there one? I think there, I think there's only one pair of shoes in here. But um, I did ask them for several pairs of shoes based on what I saw um, at the booth there. And I think I know what this one is, but you know, never know, never know. So it's a surprise, but I do recall that we had a conversation when I had the conversation with them. They said, nothing we have is under embargo. So we're good there. Uh, Rye Village says, is it going to be swim goggles? Can you imagine if this is just a giant box full of swim goggles? <laughs> All right, we got packing slip in here and we got one pair of shoes. And it is not going to be what you think it is. But it is something that I'm actually very excited for. I think I'm going to use these today. That means I got to get these filmed first, uh, but I think I could do that. So this box is really pretty. Black on black, my favorite. Uh, and it says, always in front. And these shoes are These are the CXT1 trainer. These are a uh, weightlifting shoe. Now they have like many kinds and levels of weightlifting shoe um, at tier. 
and uh, I did try a bunch of them on, and they were explaining to me, and they're like, uh, this is the shoe that, you know, you could maybe run a mile in, but it's really just like a weightlifting shoe. I believe, if I recall correctly, it has a nine millimeter drop, but when you're standing in it, it doesn't feel like that. But it's supposed to help, that level of drop is supposed to help uh, with mobility when you're doing squats. And it's, a, it's one of the most stable shoes I've ever stood in. Like, I feel like you could come at me and give me a hard shove, like a shoulder check. I'm not going anywhere because these shoes are super sturdy. Um, so I'm excited to test these out in the gym because I told him I've been using just a pair of like old school basketball shoes as my weightlifting shoes. And they were like, hmm, you're going to need some of these. Um, but I also tried some other, <laughs> other of their weightlifting shoes on. And they were like, yeah, this is more of a step up when you're doing, and they lifted, listed off a couple of different kinds of lifts. I don't even know what they said. I'm guessing it's the kind of stuff where you're like throwing the weight over your head and stuff and you know, those kinds of things. And then they were like, and then there's this kind of shoe. And that was the shoe that they did the collab with uh, squat university. It's like, this is if you're doing all these other kinds of things. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing any of that. They're like, yeah. I think they could tell by looking at me that I wasn't doing any squat university kinds of crazy lifts. Um, but yeah, super excited about these. This is an interesting color too. I like this a little crystal rubber. I don't know if they're calling that, but crystal rubber. I'm super excited about it. Looks nice. I will definitely get a lot of use out of these. <laughs> uh, Rye Village is my back hurts just looking at them. My back does hurt today. Uh, I think I, I'm at the age where I slept funny and now my back hurts. <laughs> uh, yeah, NVIDIA says, typical weightlifter, come at me. <laughs> yeah, you can come at me. You can try and shoulder check me. I'm not going anywhere. Not in these. Um, but amaz amazingly stable. So, like, I think this will be good. You know, you know, when I'm running, I want to have the right running shoe for the right kind of run, right? So, same thing goes for the gym. If I'm weightlifting, I want to make sure I have the right, right kind of shoe for that. You know, um, and Sue N says, just to clarify to everyone, Tier did a collab with Squat University. I, you guys don't, Squat University isn't all up in your feeds in Instagram. Uh, yeah, he talks about like foot shaped toe boxes, uh, how they're important for establishing a stable platform for when you're doing these bigger lifts. Um, and they did a collab shoe. I asked him if they're selling well. The shoe is like a 200 something dollar shoe, which I had no idea. Um, and it's very heavy, but again, like this one, it's not going anywhere. You know, it's going to give you that stability that you want. But he also, they also mentioned for that particular shoe, because of the kinds of movements that there, there's one that you're doing where you got to get up on your, you got to get full range of motion extension or something like that. And so the shoe is intended to move in certain places to help you get that movement and stable stout in other places to give you stability. So it's a very like thoughtfully designed shoe, it seemed. I'm new to that space, so I don't really know if that's true or not, but looked pretty impressive, but the shoe was super heavy. But they said that shoe is selling like wildfire, so it's really good. That's super cool. Um, Stevie76 says, it makes you lift 5% more weight. I don't know. That's what my weight belt is for. You know what else I was thinking about you needing to get? I think I need to get those, those wrist strap thingies. 
because uh, I don't have a lot of grip strength. And so some of the lifts that I'm doing, my hands get tired before my legs get tired. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. I think it just means that I'm, I'm out, out of balance. Uh, um, Eric Vensky says, ooh, those look awesome. I might have to get those. Yeah, I mean, these are kind of these are kind of like uh, Carolina colors going on here. I, I kind of like that. Interesting. Uh, Mark Peterson says, uh, <clears throat> Tear looks a lot like the PXG golf logo. I don't know what that is. Rainer says, Kofuzi uh, is going to pull a Ryan Hall and become a bodybuilder. I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. But I, you know, Ryan Hall probably also said I don't think so too. So I don't know. Um, and Adam says, "Are they a top tier shoes?" <laughs> oh, I get it. I hear. I see what. <laughs> I see what you did there. Let's do it again. There we go. Louder. Um. Yeah, CB76 says, got the nails did. Eliza said, I love the nails. Yep, so my younger daughter got a, um, a nail dryer for uh, like a nail polish. You put your hands in it and it dries the nails. She got one of those for Christmas. So everyone in the family has um, their nails done right now. Uh, mine, because like, and it came with like a, I guess like they make like kitty nail polish um, that doesn't last as long. So most of my fingernails are already chipped. Some of them are, it's already gone. And every, every time I, younger daughter sees my hand she's like daddy it looks like you need a touch up you should come over to the salon later we set up like a little table for her um you dip your hands in it there's a thing that buzzes underneath your palm and you get a little massage as you're soaking your fingers and then she'll paint your nails and all that stuff so i think i'll probably i'm probably gonna get a touch up later today i think <laughs> Um, Daniel Burton says, did she do your toes too? No, she was like, I could do your toes. I'm like, you do not want to touch my feet. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Cause there's that commercial that's on TV. Have you seen the commercial where there's like, um, like a dude who's got nasty feet and his daughter's like looking at it. She's like, that's gross. And the dad's like, nah, it's fine. And then like a doctor chimes in and he's like, no, it's not fine. That's an, it's an infection and it's probably, and it can even spread to other people. I feel like that's my feet that she's talking about. And so I just don't want to give my daughter anything for my feet. I don't know how to, I don't know if it's just runner's feet or if there's something really wrong, but you know, I don't know. So I wouldn't, I didn't let her touch my feet. Mm. Alex Plasencia says that, you know what though, the wrist straps will definitely help. You think, I feel like though, I don't. I feel like I'm gonna look like a big poser going in there. Uh, if I've got a, a weight belt uh, and wrist straps in these, and I'm I'm only deadlifting what I would deadlift, people would be like, "Ooh." But I don't know. Everyone got to start somewhere, right? And I feel like uh, I almost hurt myself the other day because my like I almost dropped the weights. I just couldn't hold it long enough. I don't know. Um. Rye Village says, do you maintain stretching through all this muscle building? Um, I don't really stretch. I do have a mobility routine that I do. Um, and I that's usually my warm-up before, before I lift. So, like, I'll do the mobility routine almost before every run. Although, since I've been hitting the gym, I use the excuse of, well, I'm in the gym, so I don't need to do it as much. Probably not true, but that's the justification. 
And then um, I usually do that mobility routine as a warm-up just to get warmed up before I start lifting some weights. And then I do a one warm-up set on the squat rack too. But that's my warm-up. So I guess I guess I'm stretching. I don't know. D zero aperture says if you got tired hands, practice farmer walks. Uh, <clears throat> can I just buy this? Can I just buy the straps? Do I have to do the farmer walks? It seems so much like so much work. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, Martha says, I just got a new regime of customized leg exercises from a new PT who's so great. My former one is taking a break. Uh, he worked in Eugene, so he knows all about runners' issues. Oh, that's nice. Very cool, Martha. And Kenneth says, I have the lifting gloves with the wrist straps. Okay. I think, I think I'm going to get a pair. I don't think the straps are that expensive. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll help me feel safer. I don't know. Uh, CD76 says, Kobuzi in a cloud of lifting chalk. Well, I did used to use chalk. I was, you know, I used to be a pole vaulter. So we used quite a bit of chalk. And now my daughter's a rock climber. So chalk's always around me at this point. You know. Eric says, how has lifting helped your running? Um, I'm, to be honest, I'm not sure yet. I'll let you know after Houston. Um, but I feel like it has helped me one, uh, I feel like I've had a really good um, training block. Uh, you know, knock on wood. Uh, I feel like uh, just I feel like I'm able to do the work that I'm doing without it like uh, taking as much of a toll on my joints. You know, like because I'm I don't I feel like the runner's knee hasn't started bothering me. My hip kind of bothered me a little bit today, but it's probably because my back bothered me today because i slept funny but i haven't had as much of like waking up and feeling like a zombie you know like or like a mummy raising from the dead when i get out of bed so i feel like it's helped kind of in that way just like establish a, a stronger foundation i did notice that when i was running trails that i just feel like i'm able to handle them a little bit better so we'll see once i kind of get through this training block which is i'll start tapering pretty soon here in about a week um and then uh, start tapering off. I've been already tapering off the the leg day sessions. I'm only down to I'm down to like once a week now, um, and so like I feel like, you know, now is the time where hopefully I should start seeing some improvements. So we'll see. Let's see. Eric says kettlebell and straps at home. Everything else you do at the gym. Okay. Uh, I do have a kettlebell at home. I have one kettlebell. Should I get two? Maybe I should get two. I don't know. Um, Daniel Burton says, Co, do you do core work? Not really. I guess I should, but I haven't done it. Um, I feel like if I were going to do like a, a, like a legit 5k training block, I would spend a lot more time on core. I just, I just feel like when you're sprinting, it's much more important. Not that it's not important for the marathon, but I don't know. 
there's so many things that I guess you could do. So I don't know. Maybe in the future. Eric says, sorry, I meant bands, not straps. Oh, well. Okay. So you do kettlebells and bands at home. Mm, I have a kettlebell and I have many bands. Hmm. I like that idea. Maybe I, I still, I think I probably need more than one kettlebell though. Eric says though, as a primary trail runner and someone who runs ultra distance, I can confirm that lifting has made my running more efficient and the climbs easier. I've taken two hours off my 50 miler in under a year. Whoa, that's a lot. Um, but yeah, um, I think it really helps in the trails just because all the climbing. Uh, yeah, I felt much better once I started hitting the gym when I was doing more trail running, but I was like, maybe it's a coincidence in terms of the time of year and how much running I was just doing generally. I don't know. But it makes me feel good, and I don't hate it. I kind of like it now. So, yeah. And Alex Valencia says, I'm in between the Puma Deviant Nitro 2 and the Takumi Sen 9 for our workout-type runs. Any thoughts for someone who has never done workout-type runs? Um, if you've never done any workout-type runs, I would say go with the Puma Deviate Nitro 2. It's going to be a little bit easier on you um and you won't notice really the difference in kind of like the top end speed that would be the difference between those two shoes um, it's got a little bit more cushion it's a little bit more comfortable of an upper it's not quite as like race aggressive and i feel like that's going to be a really great shoe for workouts um the tukumi sen 9 is also really great for workouts too i don't think it's a bad choice between those two you're not there's not a bad shoe that you're picking um, so I feel like both are great options, but if you've never had a workout shoe before, the Pumi DB8 Nitro might be a nicer way to intro it. Uh, Rajkumar Rashinji says, I got an Evo query. Best of luck in Houston. Question, how many miles on the Evo? Will you review 100 miles on it? Thanks. I don't know that I'll do 100 miles on it unless I, I mean, I'm not, we'll see. I guess I won't decide if I'm going to do a 100 mile review on it or not uh, until after much after Houston. Because right now I think I've got 10, less than a dozen miles on the uh, Evo one. By the time we're done with the Houston Marathon, I'll probably between like warm up and the race, I'll have maybe, you know, 25 to 30 miles on it. Um, and so then at that point, I'll probably start using it for workouts to see like, how does it feel for workouts past the 26 mile mark? And then if all of a sudden I'm at 75 miles, eh, let's see if I can get it to 100. That being said, like there's some shoes that I was going to try to get to 100 that I don't know that I will. Like the Cloud Boom Echo 3 is one. Um, granted, I just had a bad workout in it, but I also just feel like the shoe feels like it's getting stiffer and stiffer in a bad way every time I run in it. And so I'm just, I know that that shoe also had like a relatively short advertised lifespan, not as short as the Evo 1, but I'm just thinking like, is it already dead for me i don't know so i'm just gonna i don't think that one's gonna get to 100 i think i've got less than 75 miles on it um and the evo one we'll see we'll see how i feel about it after houston if i want to keep doing workouts in it or maybe i'll try to run some 5ks in it or yeah maybe i'll do some 5ks as i get ready for my next marathon in it you know so maybe maybe we will but i guess it'll just depend if it's not going to be miserable to get there i'll try to get there 
you know, but if it's like at 50 miles, if it just feels like it hurts to run in it, I'm not going to run another 50 miles in it, you know? Um, Martha says, you know, I think all the new leg work will keep my legs from getting so stiff in late marathon miles or cramping up like they did in Chicago. Yeah, I hope so, Martha. I mean, kind of my, my general, my very basic premise or line of thinking for incorporating in leg day is one, you know, I tend to have uh, like runner's knee uh, and my feet also tend to feel like they have bruises or something's poking them as I get deep into a marathon training block. Um, and so I wanted to like hopefully remedy the joints and mobility issues that might be causing some of those things. And the other thing was um, like, I felt like, you know, I was getting as much power as I could out of my body. So if I want to get any faster, I need to get more power with each stride. And so if I want more power, there's a couple of things that I could do. One of it was make the muscles more powerful. The other is working on some fast switch stuff, which I haven't really approached yet, but I've been focusing on the muscle part. So that's kind of the thinking for me. I don't know if that makes sense. And Adam says, you know what? We lose muscle mass as we age, sarcopenia. Older athletes need weights and power to slow this process. That too, that too. Um, Dr. Fung says, my go-to racer is now the Adios Pro 3. My feeling with that shoe is that it's a pretty durable race shoe. I got a pair of 300 miles, but will likely race in a newer pair. Thoughts on durability? Yeah, I feel like um, I'm not super concerned about durability of race shoes. I know it's not a great like ecological stance to have, but it's also, it's a racing product, right? And so like, um, I do think that a shoe should have more than one race worth of running in it. Um, and it's interesting to see now that like Adidas is like, oh, well, we were just saying it's optimal for one race or designed for one race. It can, you can certainly run it at more than that. Um, but, um, I, I'm, I'm not super concerned about like when I don't think that brands should be like, this foam is good, but if we tweak it this way, it'll be a little bit less interesting, but then we can get 200 miles out of it. I feel like that's a bad, um, I don't like that compromise. Um, so that's how you get from Vaporfly 4% to the Vaporfly next percent three, I think, um, which I think is a step backwards. So, you know, uh, but that being said, I do think that whatever they're using for Light Strike Pro, and I forget what it is, is it TPEE? Or like supercritical TPEE, something like that. Uh, whatever that compound is, I do think that it's not indestructible, like boost is indestructible, um, but it does last a long time. It seems to last a long, longer time than Zumex, for example, I think. It, to me, seems like it lasts about as long as like the beaded PBACs that's in like the Endorphin Pro. So I feel like it does last quite a bit. Mm. 
Kenneth Faf says, you should still do a review of the Evo regardless of mileage so we know end of life of the shoe. Okay. Well, I'll just keep using it. I'll race in it in Houston. Um, and then I'll just keep using it as a workout shoe until I feel like, I don't know, this is until I start feeling about it, what I feel about like the Cloud Boom Echo 3, where I'm just like, this started out really great and now I don't want to work out in it anymore. So I'll do, I'll, I think I could do that. I think it'll be an interesting enough video for people too. Mm. Mm. All right. Jody Beck says, shoe question. Is there any inside info on whether we can expect to see an upgrade of the Sky Plus this year? I think it's safe to say that there will be an upgrade from ASICs this year in the super shoe space. Um, I don't know what that is. I'm trying to think if I've seen anything. I don't think I have. I've seen many prototypes. It was, it was really fun uh, when, we're in, when we were in Boulder because like ASICs did like the Gel Cayano Summit. So they had a bunch of retailers come by. They had a bunch of influencers, media. And then they also had uh, some of the pros come in. And, uh, you know, we did all like the media stuff and there was like a panel and all the stuff. And then we we're all kind of just, it was at a brewery. So we we're all sitting around just like chatting. And then all the pros started like whipping out their phones and showing us the shoes that they've been running in. There's some weird stuff, some weird stuff. Um, I don't think I can tell you about any of it, but it's pretty fun to, to see and hear them talk about which ones they liked and didn't like and which ones like they were like, oh, you didn't like that one? I thought that was great. So that was a really fun conversation. Um, so they're definitely, ASICS is definitely doing a lot of stuff and it's an Olympic year. So I feel like everyone should be updating. I think all the brands are going to be updating their, their super shoes in 2024. I'm not sure about the Endorphin Elite. I don't know anything about Saucony. But um, from what I understand, I think the Endorphin series, the Pro and Speed should be getting updated. Um, I think ASICs race shoes. I don't know what they're even going to be called. I remember asking someone. I don't remember the answer. Uh, that's why I'm such a bad journalist. Uh, not, not that I'm a journalist. Um, but I remember asking someone, is it going to be Sky Plus 2? I'm like, please not Sky Plus 2. Or is it just going to be Sky 2 and no plus, no more pluses? Or is it they're just going to skip to 3? You know, and I don't remember. I think I got a hedged answer. I don't think it was decided. What, I think that's what it was. It wasn't decided yet when I asked. So there will be something. I don't know what it's going to be called. I don't know what it's going to be like. Um, but who did I talk I talked to someone who was already running in it. They they were happy. I'm trying to remember. Oh. So many fuzzy memories. I don't know. I don't. Whenever I hear something's coming later or you can't talk about it yet, I just shut my brain off. You know. But yeah, there is something coming. I just <laughs> don't know what, and I don't know when. It'll probably be before the trials. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric Cramer thinks it's going to be called the Asics Dos Cielos Mas. <laughs> uh martha says sky plus two or the skype 
No, please no Skype. Um, Carlo Cabral says Metaspeed Skype plus two to the two minus four power. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what the order of operations would be for something like that. Getting Tron says it'd be the Sky Plus next nature. Oh, goodness, no. And oh, Richard Wilson says obviously Sky Plus Plus. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah maybe there'll be a Apple Watch collab edition. <laughs> uh, Jody Beck says could be like uh, Ed Sheeran and another mathematical symbol, maybe. Is that what he did? I don't know. Mm, and Eric says we could do this all day. I don't know. Daniel Burton says it should be the Sky Power Three. Doctor Fung says it should be the Meta Speed Stratosphere. Uh, take your guess as Meta Speed Sky Plus Two this time in person. <laughs> oh my God! Um, I like this one. Manaverse says Sky Plus Two into the Skyperverse. I like that one. Usama says Sky Plus Max. I like Sky Plus, Sky Plus Max. That's a good one. Calvin says Metaspeed Sky 2 Flight Phone <laughs> Boogaloo. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Shannon says just make it Prince's symbol, the Metaspeed Prince. If it were purple, that'd be pretty nice. I think I'd like that. Mm, yeah. That was that was a fun that was fun guys. <laughs> uh, um, ooh, Richard Wilson says Revenge of the Sky. Okay, okay, Richard Wilson. Says, I thought we were done. Sky rides again. Hmm. Doctor Funk says, How come there's no love for the Edge? Meta Speed Cliff. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna make another Meta Speed. I mean, they made the Meta Speed Edge, then the Meta Speed Edge Plus. Will there be an updated Edge? I have no idea. That's another thing. Once they start talking about the edge, brain shuts off. Um, I mean, the edge wasn't a horrible shoe. It just, I don't, it doesn't suit my mechanics and it just felt very firm to me. I didn't love that shoe. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they update that one. Um, Cause like, here's, here's the funny thing. So like ASICS did the Metaspeed edge and then the Metaspeed sky. And it was like, which one's the marathon racer? Well, if one's a marathon racer, then what do you do with the other one? And um, it's just like, ah, well, for me, I was like, well, I can use the Metaspeed Edge for like 5K racing because it feels like it helps with very quick turnover. It's very planted. It's more stable. So like there's ways I was just like, well, maybe one's a half marathon racer and one's a marathon racer because why would they make two? And now every brand seems to be making two different marathon super shoes that suit different cadences, gates, running styles. So it's like you got Alpha Fly, Vaporfly, Endorphin Elite, Endorphin Pro, um, Meta Speed Sky, Meta Speed Edge. Are they the only ones? No, I mean, well, you got. I guess you kind of have like Adios Pro, Adios Evo, and then Primex. And that's a little bit of a stretch. But I don't know. I think we're we're at we've been at a point i think for i think at least a year now where it seems like there are a lot of really great racing options and the best one there's no more this is the best one hopefully it works for you it's there's a best one which one that is depends on what you like and what works for you so i think and i think that's a good thing 
Uh, Jody Beck says, I was a sucker and I got them both. Sky Plus for the half marathon and marathon and use Edge Plus for speed work and 5K. I feel like that, I feel like that is how a lot of people end up using it. And I, I just think that the way that the shoes are set up, it kind of lends itself to that too. Uh, I, I wouldn't say you're a sucker. I don't think that like, but I just feel like, hmm. Every time I think about the Puma Deviate Nitro 2, I'm like, you know who should make a shoe just like this? I just basically think every every shoe every every brand should make a shoe like the DVA Nitro too. That's a good one. Um, like, can you imagine if the Magic Speed Three felt like the DVA Nitro too? That'd be great. Or maybe the Meta Speed Edge could feel like that. I don't know. But then it really wouldn't be a racing shoe anymore. The question is, do they still want to give it the Meta Speed thing name? You know, I don't know. It, I don't know. I don't know if they sold a lot of units for that. I, I bet I bet you the MetaSpeed Edge has regional popularity. Like different regions of the world might really like it, and it's just not popular in the U.S. I don't know. And Daniel Burton says, "I love the Edge for the track." I can see that though. For fast stuff, it feels lower to the ground, but it's got carbon pop. On the turn of a a track, I feel like that stability would be nice. Ride Village wants to know, can running shoe designers become known? Do they jump from one company to another? Yeah, I mean, I wish there was something more like that. Like if you've ever watched like uh, wear testers um, where they go into like the history of shoes and who designed them and, or like, I know, I know teams design these shoes, but like, you know, who was a lead designer, who was driving the vision, who was the one saying yes to things and who was the one saying no to things like those kinds of, there's someone at the top that's making those decisions, you know? And so I would love for that to, to be more well known, but it seems like the only time I know about, I like, I learn about like, Oh, this person was a designer on something is there were, is when they're like two companies removed, you know? And so it's just like, Oh yeah, well this person is at this company now, but, uh, they were at this one for a while and they got there because they did work on this other shoot. I'm like, Oh, that, okay. You know, so it's just always, it's never like, Oh, this is the designer of, I mean, there's product line managers, but I think that's a little bit different than like the designer of, or is it? I don't know. I guess I never have really dived, dove in deep enough to really discern that. But, um, I think some brands have more movement than others. Um, but I also feel like it's kind of like uh, a lot of car design. And maybe I just not, a, maybe car design designers are well known and I just, I'm not deep enough into that culture to know it. But like, I don't think of a Chevy being like, a, oh, that's a John Smith Malibu. And you can tell, because then when he went to Nissan and started making Altimas, you know, that design language kind of came with them. Like, I, I don't know if there's a, a situation like that. And I think brands probably work hard to kind of prevent that for better or worse, you know? One time he says, jo Jody Beck is an AI bot who works for ASICS. <laughs> uh, no, he's not. Uh, Jody's been around for a long time in the chat. Um, did you guys see, 
there was that one thing going around where someone kind of like tricked uh, a Chevy dealership's AI chatbot. Well, that was like the, the way that the article was written. They got the Chevy customer service chatbot to agree to sell them a, a trailblazer for a dollar or something like that. Did you guys see that? At first I saw that, I was like, this is so stupid. But then I was like, is it possible to ever have a meeting of the minds, which is what's required for a contractual obligation to arise? If one is a AI chatbot? Probably not. But from an agency theory, if the Chevy dealership is holding out the AI chatbot to be a representative of a human representative of the dealership, am I entitled to rely upon that holding out from an agency perspective? But then again, if I know that I'm dealing with AI chat, that pierces the holding out, doesn't it? I don't know. I was like, oh, this actually has some interesting potential legal ramifications, but I don't think anyone cares. And I think they're probably all that not interesting anyway. Yeah, Richard Wilson says, I don't think that chatbot thing was an enforceable contract. It, it clearly wasn't because the person knew he wasn't dealing with like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. CV76 is, hey, we're talking about contract law. Can we get some CLE for this? <laughs> uh, no, not this time. Not this time. I don't know. <laughs> and Martha says, you know what? All these bots, it's really just the BAA spying in here. They're infiltrating. They're infiltrating for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, and Ryan Village says, you know what? They uh, all these, a lot of industries are trying to cash in on the benefits of AI, but not responsible for the costs. Uh, I think that's uh, that's how people use technology, though. I know I'm saying it makes it okay, but yeah. Mm. There was something that I was thinking about. There is someone in the legal world whose last name is actually Loblaw. And I'm trying to think about where it came up. I was reading something, an article about something. Was it about election law or something like that? I was reading an article and they were saying like, they were quoting someone so-and-so Loblaw. And I was like, wait, what? Because if you guys are Arrested Development fans, there was the Bob Loblaw law blog. Do you remember that? Like Bob Loblaw? Scott Bale's character. There's an actual person in the legal community named Loblaw. And I'm, I was just like, oh, I, I tried to look up that person. Some, it's like something Loblaw. And I looked up Loblog to see if that person had a Loblog. And they don't. Well, or maybe they do, but like the SEO is just giving me Scott Bale content, you know? <laughs> uh. <laughs> Matt Legrand's here. Yo, what's going on, Matt? You know, I, a lot of a lot of law has come up, I guess, in the live stream a couple in the last couple of the uh, live streams that we've done, part because of the Apple Watch thing, uh, which Matt uh, pointed out for me. He was the first one to to let me know about that. Not that he called me, but I just saw on his YouTube channel. Um, and I think it's really funny the way that people are um, like reporting on the whole like Apple Watch ban thing that's happening. Uh, everyone's kind of glossing over the fact that like a court or at least the ITC has made a determination that Apple is infringing patents. 
they're all kind of like skipping over that. They're like, yeah. And so, uh, unless President Biden does something in 60 days, Apple watches can't be imported to the United States, which I feel like is technically correct. But it's like the way the ITC works, it's an Article One federal agency. And so, like, I guess somewhere in the regulations, the executive has the authority to overrule. And I'm guessing the instances where you would do that would probably be related to national security. <laughs> you know, like if there was someone said like, uh, these like health saving devices during a time of national emergency, you know, uh, violate a patent and you say like, well, we need to be able to, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about that. I guess I don't know that much about the IPTC. But it's weird they're saying like, ah, President Biden decided not to overturn the ITC's ruling. I'm like, you think that he's going to sit there and review the merits of an ITC determination of a patent infringement? Anyway, I'm surprised. The, the, the biggest thing that surprised me that the Apple just hasn't settled at this point already. But I don't know. It's a it's an interesting situation. Oh, okay. Sega Dreamcast says the uh, U.S. Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit. Ah, oh, Federal Circuit got involved. Uh, just stayed the ban, gives the government till 110 to respond. Interesting. Hmm. All right, CV76 says, at this point, we've got to have at least about like half a CLE of ethics credit. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, Matt, Matt says like, yeah, like a health-saving emergency or maybe a major supply disruption. I, I feel like that's would be the only instances and, you know, when the president would overrule an ITC determination. And But Matt says, yeah, it's crazy to me that the Apple thing is still going on or is still unavailable. Yeah, it's, it's, kind of, it's a surprise to me. Oh, Martha says, what's CLE, please? I only know as an airport ID for Cleveland. CLE is continuing legal education. And so uh, at least in Illinois, every, every state does it differently. But in Illinois, you have to update it like every two years. And at the end of that two-year period, everyone's always like trying to struggle to get enough uh, continuing legal education credits. And a lot of times you try to find places where you can get it for free because you don't have to pay for it. Um, and so I did a lot of public speaking that way. I used to do a lot of CLE talks, so. Mm. Uh, yeah, so like lots of professions have continually uh, education requirements. Law is, is one of them, which also makes me wonder, like a lot of them also have like ethics requirements too. So I'm just like, you know, we're just having the news like Giuliani getting like disbarred and stuff. I'm like, was he really up to date on his ethics credits? I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, related to that, man, we're getting into the law a lot today. Uh, Koalu says, what patents does Nike hold that the other shoe companies can't use? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. No one that I've talked to has said that, like, you know, we've designed it this way because we had to for patent reasons. Um, which I don't think would get anyone in trouble from a legal perspective, you know? Um, and no one has complained about like the patent landscape, which I feel like if that were the case, like say like, I don't know, mi mi like is the scoop design of a, of a carbon fiber plate, is that patented? I, have n I actually have no idea. I've never looked into it. 
But if that were the case, I would easily see that like brands would be like, you know, it's ridiculous that we have to design around this because of the patent situation. Um, and so we have to do a workaround, you know? So I just feel like, I don't think that, I mean, maybe that's inviting potential litigation if you were doing that, but I also just feel like mm. some of the brash personalities at some of the brands would just be like, man, this is BS. We should be able to do this, you know? So I don't, I don't, I don't get the sense that like uh, the patents are really keeping competition from happening in the running space. I'm not sure, but you know, I don't know. The only thing that I've ever really encountered that I thought was interesting in both the legal respect and regards to running shoes was I think it was the Vomero 14 had the words patent pending written on the side of the shoe. And there was, I looked into it and I was like, I don't think this, like it, when you write patent pending, you have to tell somewhere on the product itself or in the packaging, what are the pending patent applications? And I think that they just kind of wrote that on the side of the shoe because there wasn't like an application or anything like that that was relevant to the, the Vomero. I was like, what on the Vomero 14 is patent pending? Like what was so important that they couldn't wait to get the patent first and then put it into the shoe and said they had to write patent pending. So I, I never was able to figure that out. And then subsequent, there was an inline change which means like a change in the middle of the year, later versions of the Vomero Fort, I think it was a 14, no longer had that patent pending label on it. I don't know how that one got through. I don't, or maybe, maybe, I don't know. That, that, I remember that being a thing a long time ago. But I don't, I don't know. Are the, are the Zoom AirPods under patent? Possibly. I don't know. You know, a lot, a lot of times it's uh, people kind of mix together trademark um versus copyright versus um design patent versus patent they all do the same thing kind of but um there are some differences in it and i've never really cared to dive too much into it just because like it's it, it, it doesn't i never i never seen for the same reason i don't like to look at a shoe more than like a month before it's actually gonna hit the market it's just uh, there's a lot that can happen between a, a patent design drawing and a shoe hitting the market that I just don't, I can't keep that straight in my head. But I don't know. I'd be interested to know if anyone knows if there's a patent that's relevant. Mm. Rye Village says, sometimes the rubber and form formulations are patented. That, that is certainly true. Uh, I think there's a robust industry there. Um, and I don't think that, like, I don't think that the patent holders are the shoe brands either. Cause I think that they are like, I think like, I don't know if 3M actually does, but like, or BASF or those kinds of companies do, but like, that's what Adidas did when they wanted to make boost. They went to like, was it 3M? They went to a, a, a chemicals company and were like, we want this. You know, kind of like how they incorporate Cortex and stuff. So, like, those things are can be sometimes. But that's a little bit different than, I, th I guess it's not that different. We're talking about the same thing here. But that's true. That's true. But, again, 
I guess, does it matter? Or, I mean, I think in that situation, like, I feel like the Zumex formulation of PBAX is like an exclusive, that's a contractual prohibition against whoever's making that from providing that to someone else. I don't know that that's necessarily patented, but that may also be preventing other companies from making copycat product. So that can certainly have an effect. Oh, Martha says, oh, look at this. I got a patent for some yoga slippers slash gloves about 20 plus years ago, which Lululemon liked and almost produced, but then they backed out. Whoa, that's wild, Martha. Huh. My camera's giving out. It's not giving out, but it just did that thing. Um, yeah. So, uh, but I think that's a good time to end it for today. We're already hitting the hour and 10 uh, minute mark. And uh, I think that's a good time to end it for today. Now, this is going to be the last live stream of 2023. Uh, I'll see you guys again, uh, I think, in the middle of the first week of January. Um, after the new year, I'm going to be spending a couple extra days with my family, so I won't be able to do any live streams. So I think it'll be maybe that Thursday or Friday. So I think maybe like a week from now, a little bit more than a week from now. I'll see you guys again. I'll post it in, in a community post and, and let you guys know when we're going to do another one. I think we'll have more unboxings, more good times. We're going to bring some guests on and play some more games. So I'm going to reset, re get ready for 2024 and have a good year. Uh, for those of you out there uh, getting ready for races, good luck in your uh, final weeks of training. And uh, be safe out there, everybody, and have a happy new year. Thanks.